Miles Musselin, man, how are you today? Hey, Dustin, I am doing wonderful, man. I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream like you. There you go. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. I yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. Uh-huh. So excited to have you on the show, man. And, and like I said, uh-huh. you're going to be talking to myself and Logan today. And what we like to do starting out is um, we do have a lot of listeners that are huge Cloak & Dagger fans, so they know all about you. But we want to introduce you kind of to any listeners out there that might not be familiar with your work or Cloak & Dagger. So we like to start off cool. about um, a little background on you about how you got into the industry. Was acting something you always wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it or how'd you get started? in it man sweet well hey hey logan for first i want to say a shout out to you <laughs> what's um, up man both of you you and dustin um yeah man you know for all you folks that don't know me man you know i'm, I'm i guess I'm a, I'm a late late bloomer or something man i i actually was in just started acting when i was a kid you know elementary school because i came in when i was young um and uh you know loved it back then man but uh it wasn't cool man when i told my friends i wanted to be an actor they used to laugh at me man so i ended up uh, going into the music business instead. Uh, but oddly enough, I kept getting called back to acting, man, over the years. Just little things would happen where I would end up doing skits. I would end up doing plays. I'd end up doing things. And um, in 2000, what, like eight or something, whenever the, the recession hit, you know, I, I actually uh, was doing, uh, I was a real estate developer. Oh, you know, wow. I used to do plays and stuff like that in my, in my spare time because oh, I just yeah. enjoyed it. You know, I just always had the love for the acting. And, um, man, when that recession hit, it wiped me out. I actually went bankrupt. Whoa, and I man. said, you know what, man? If I got to start over, I might as well do what I want to do, what I love to do. And I went and got an agent and went and started doing acting full time. Fantastic. That's and awesome. That's, uh, yeah, and then I just built up, you know, shows here, doing little, 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 little things here, little things there. Actually, I was doing uh, standing work. <laughs> you know, yeah. for a little while. And that's what, uh, you know, kind of got me into the film and television side of it, doing uh, doing that, you know, for, for Dendell and different uh, people. And um, yeah, man, eventually my opportunities came and uh, I took them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say, you stand in for uh, Flight, right, with Denzel Washington? Is that is that the film you worked yes, on? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about yeah, getting yeah, on yeah, set. Every, all, all things Denzel. It was a pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was a stunt double as well. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two yeah. very inspirational things right there. One, the, the, the attitude and the ability to go past the bankruptcy and not yeah. give up and say, Hey, I'm not going to let this define who I am. And I'm just completely turn your life around basically. Yeah, absolutely. And then like Jayla yeah. said, yeah. And then like Logan said to anything to get on the set. Yeah. I'll do stand in work. I'll do stunt work. I'm going to get on this set and pursue the career. So both very inspirational, man. Man, yeah, it, it was, man, because interesting enough, like, when I first uh, started standing for Denzel, I was actually his, I was a stand-in, just, just his stand-in, mm-hmm. and, but um, it's just funny how when you're doing something and, you know, you, all of a sudden, I start getting offers for commercials and this and that, Yeah, and, um, you know, when I was already doing stand-in for Denzel, so I would, I would leave because I wasn't getting paid much. And I was just off of a bankruptcy. So, you know, <laughs> You're like, listen, I, I need to make my money. No to these other projects. So, man, but they were so awesome. Uh, I, I would leave and I was, they had a backup stand-in for me. So I was a stand-in. They had a backup stand-in for when I couldn't, when I couldn't come to work. Well, I was doing these other shows. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, eventually they were like, you know, they, they wanted, they liked what I was doing. They, they liked me. I got along really well with, with Bob Zemeckis. And um, and Denzel and and Steve Starkey, and they said, you know what, man, we're gonna try to see if we can get you uh, do something else for you. 
So they talked to Denzel, who had a stunt double already, convinced him to make me his stunt double <laughs> and his dad, and that way they could put me on contract. And so, that's you know, epic. Uh, I won't be going off every couple of days doing something else. Right. So they did that, and man, and it says I was under contract, and we, 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 we rocked all the way out from there on out. In fact, they, they flew me out to L.A., and uh, I set up meetings with, with the casting director and all kinds of stuff, man. So it was oh, a pretty man. great experience. Epic. Yeah, yeah, that is epic. And I can't tell you now how many people are like running out to be a stand-in. Right. Like, holy shit. Exactly. <laughs> I can be a stand-in. <laughs> That's hey, 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 Dustin, it has its pitfalls as well because um, they need to know that um, I, it, it hurt me in some ways as well because, you know, just doing stand-in work. Like, I was uh, I was at uh, the airport um, in Louisiana. I just, I just wrapped uh, Queen Sugar. Um, the show that shoots down there, yeah. um, and I saw I saw Will Packer. He's a uh, director producer um, in in the airport. So uh, he and I uh, are talking, and um, you know, he said uh, uh, we were talking, and I said, "Yeah, I'm down here doing Queen Sugar," and blah blah blah. We were talking, so he said, uh, uh, what, "Were you offended?" And oh. I almost fell out of my daggone chair yeah. when he when he said that. And you know, it's it's amazing that like he would say something like that, and I I realized just from like I auditioned for several of his projects. I never worked on his projects, mm-hmm. right? But I've auditioned, had some great auditions for his projects. So what I'm thinking is that they must have said, "Yeah, this is such and such." You know, and and that casting director that was uh, that that was casting all his projects um, knew me as uh, knew that I did standing work. So I'm, I'm guessing he might have qualified it and said, "Yeah, this is Miles, but he's a standing." You don't want to classify so as that. It can also bite you. No, definitely not. You know, keeping it real, Miles, and, and that's awesome mm-hmm. because uh, you you like you said, you got to let people know the pitfalls too. Exactly. I mean, you got to learn yeah. when to mm-hmm. take risk and when to like go for it. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So in certain areas, it, it hurt a little bit, you know. But um, for the most part, I'm happy because it's not every day you get to, you know, work um, with a guy like Denzel. I mean, because it's like even Denzel, like when, when we were done on that movie, he was like, "Man, hey, so you got a master class," and he was right. I got a master class because mm-hmm. you know we were going, and you know I go, I do, I do standing work. I was full out. I know all the lines, you know, without doing it completely in character. Mm-hmm. I was doing just like he was in character. I was in character. I was like, I was my role as well. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before mm-hmm. we jump into some other stuff, I want to ask, because you brought it up, the music. Now, you owned a r- actual music company, right? A record company with a couple of friends, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so yeah, epic. Man. People, I don't think people know what records are anymore, does you Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. I, I owned a little independent label back in the day. And um, uh, just doing some some reggae music, dance hall, and some a little bit of hip hop, man. You know, had had a fair amount of success. You know, I worked with some pretty, well, at the time, you know, was pretty big artists, Dennis Brown, Shabba Ranks, you mm-hmm. know, Patra, yeah. uh, and all these type of folks. So you know, I had some fun, man. I really uh, actually enjoyed it a lot. Oh, that's fantastic! So, any mm-hmm. interest in getting back into that, or do you still dabble in the music every now and then? Uh, I still dabble, man. I actually, <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Um, I actually just wrote a, a, a song for Rihanna. Oh, whoa, whoa. I'm not breaking news yet. I'm just, I'm, I wrote the song, you know, there's some people uh, making a track around it, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see but, what yeah, happens, I mean, but know, man. Because it's funny, it's actually because of you guys, not you guys particularly, but but doing interviews, and people keep asking about music. Yeah. And it just kind of got me back to the buzzing, like, you know, got my, got, I don't know, something, something clicked, and I said, oh, you know, 
I enjoyed it. Why not do some more? No? Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely, bro. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That that mm-hmm. sounds like an opening to have you back on if that hits, man. Because we, we definitely want to talk yeah. to you about that if that hits. I mean, without doubt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. And so uh, you did dabble in, before we jump into Cloak and Dagger, you did dabble in the Marvel Universe a little bit, right? You were on Luke Cage and Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, I was there, I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, my, yeah, I did a little something on those. I did a little, little peek, peek-a-boo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that, though. Because you do, you do mention that, that you know, you you seem to always play authority figures or yeah. cops or, you know, mm-hmm, these type mm-hmm, roles, mm-hmm. Which, which you did in those. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so I, 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 I saw something, and now we can jump in. Let's let's talk about Cloak and Dagger, because you said that you, okay. you were jumped at the opportunity to play the father figure, father role, and kind of get away from the cop, the standard cop role kind of a thing, yeah. and, and mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. dig into the family family you know dynamic of it so let's talk about that we we have heard and we're we're curious we were talking about this before the show we've had several people on from the marvel universe from daredevil and and a bunch of different shows and they've all kind of hinted that you know it's legendary you know in hollywood the marvel's secrecy and top secret and they all kind of hinted to us that their audition process they weren't even aware what they were doing or where they were yeah. auditioning for. They were in like this small yep. room and they weren't told what they were doing. They were just like read that. Was your similar to that for Cloak and Dagger also? <laughs> you know what? I I did not even I had no idea I, I even auditioned for Cloak and Dagger oh, or man. Marvel or anything. I had no clue. I, I might have known Marvel. I probably just forgot because I probably like I think I signed some disclosure for some untitled project, right? Um, or something like that. So I but I completely forgot. I was going about my life. <laughs> you know, um, or, or, or auditioning for other stuff. I was going in. It was. It was happened to be pilot season, and um, you know, so I, I had my phone off because mm-hmm. I had two. I was auditioning for two pilots that day, and you know, I just didn't want to be distracted. Right. And um, so it wasn't until later on that night that I realized that you know people were trying to reach me all day. <laughs> so, yeah. You know that uh, they wanted me to go test for this Marvel thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so you know, I got the message really late, and. Um, you know, it was just, a, just you know, for the Marvel, so hell, yeah, damn, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but it was interesting. Uh, you know, I had I had things going on though, because I had I was already in contract to go shoot this uh, that Marco Robbie movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but Margot played the skater. Oh, I Tanya. Uh, oh yeah, I Tanya. Yeah, yeah. I Tanya. Yeah, yeah. I just had a little thing on that, but I thought you know I had to, I had to do that. So. Um, you know, it was it was that much time to be able to go. Right. Out, cause I was in New York and go to LA and then go back to Atlanta and, and be able to do all these things. So, you know, we end up doing like Skype. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but um so yeah, I mean, you know, for the for the for the um instead of going in for the screen test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, use electronics, man. So but it was a beautiful thing. Well, you yeah, must have nailed yeah, it because you know, I... yeah, seriously, <laughs> you must have well, done pretty you know what, damn man? good. I was just so ready, and I'm a, I'm a father. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a dad, and yeah. it's like it, it, you know, and I deal with some of the stuff that you know, that, you right. know a, a father son. So it kind of came, it kind of came a little bit easy for me, and also I was um, determined to like you guys talked about break this whole um, you know cop, right, you know, right. lawyer, uh, you know. Thing. So I've been working on characters and, you know, um, you know, so people, because this is funny, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, you know, we used to run from the cops, so we played <laughs> cops, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, so I have a whole lot of other stuff in me, so I'm like, okay, well, 
I just wanted one of those these type of opportunities that that would show a whole different thing, and I thought that that would be the opportunity to really take my career somewhere else, right, to another level, you know, by being able to break out of that whole, um, you know, you're under arrest thing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, awesome yeah. to get to try new stuff. Now, let's talk about the subject yeah. matter of the show. This one's pretty dark. It deals with like sex, drugs, drug trafficking, yeah. sex trafficking. Like, does mm-hmm. it take an emotional toll on yourself as an actor? Um. You know, uh, you know, last season, season one, I actually did more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just you know, with you know the the and and, and, it, and the season one was just the start. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know, dealing with the loss of of uh, the son, right, and uh, you know the framing of another son, and and so it, it, it man, to be honest with you, there was times I kind of was getting a little depressed. Yeah, I so can you imagine. You got to kind of find ways, and I wasn't doing a good job of finding finding ways to kind of, you know, snap out of that and get positive stuff that mm-hmm. we will hang out. You know, I would hang out with um, with Andrea Roth. You know, she plays uh, um, uh, Tandy's mom right. on the show. Or, you know, or, yeah, and uh, or Allie. You know, we would all, you know, we'd all go hang out and have a good time. And that, that kind of just, you know, put us back to remembering, okay, this is, you know, this is uh, Hollywood. Right, it's just a job. Take the work seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. And I don't feel like I was taking myself too seriously, but I just feel like, the remnants of it, you just carry it. Right, exactly. It's a lot you know? of emotional mm-hmm. weight, I feel like. Yeah, 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 it is, because it's definitely subject matter, and it's real. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, um, it's really happening, so I just feel like, at least I felt a sense of responsibility. Right. You know, uh, when, when telling uh, when telling this, this story, because, mm-hmm. you know, people are really, you know, going through these things, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I could definitely yeah. see relating to uh, Tandy's mom because they have a very strained relationship too, like her always going and coming, not knowing, like especially with the, the stepdad figure around. Yeah, it, I can imagine like it was good to sympathize with each other on that one. Yeah, well, we weren't really sympathizing. We were just having fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, there you go. Let it all go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I will say, though, it. I think I think it translates really well on screen because I, I thought the family dynamic between you and Gloria Rubin yeah. and Aubrey was mm-hmm. just... It's some of my favorite scenes in season one, honestly, when dealing with the loss of Billy. Right. And especially when you guys go to the... the he gets the cloak. Yeah. And you just say how it was originally for Billy, but yeah. he's going to continue. I just thought that was some of the best scenes and some of the best work and i hope we see a lot more of the family dynamic in season two yeah you know i uh actually aubrey and i um that was uh, our favorite episode particularly you know um from season one and man if you <laughs> there was some stuff i don't know i i, I joe kill me if i tell you what it is but there's some stuff i hope someday they they, they show the deleted scenes or whatever but we did some things there <laughs> that they end up not using that was freaking crazy yeah you know and um you know that that yeah the whole final family dynamic and and the stuff with is is just really really deep you know and it was heartfelt for for us right you know um as as because you know it's it's like orby and i our relationship outside of the show is almost parallel to what is on the show right (laughs) you know um you know, so, you know, after the pilot and all that kind of stuff, he and I would hang out in New York and we'd go eat. And, you know, so we had that yeah. camaraderie kind of like, you know, um, father figure, uh, son anyway. You right, know? exactly. Um, so, which is cool. And, and then with Gloria, it's funny because actually it wasn't until season two that we really started developing a, a closer relationship. And, um, you know, I, yeah, it's, 
Just love them both. Well, and I, I got to ask, because you said at the top of the interview, you were kind of a late bloomer yeah. into the acting thing. So what was that like working with Aubrey and Olivia, who I guess, I mean, have got a lot of experience under the belt young yeah. at, at a young age coming into it. What was that like working with with that and uh, that dynamic? Yeah, you know what? It was just fun, man, because, you know, I was just just um, I was happy to be in the room, man. So like, <laughs> okay, so we would go we would go to the store. We were walking together and, and I was almost like one of the kids. You know, just, you know, <laughs> you know, skip the Malou, you know, going right. and, and, and just uh, doing stuff. You know, people would ask me in interviews about me giving advice on that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I was a child, you know, I used to work in the theater when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I didn't come back to it until I was, you know, 30 something years old or whatever mm-hmm. it was. So, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I like, you know, these folks, they're out here doing it. They know, they, you know, I, I don't have to give them any advice. You know, they, you know, they're good. So it was just fun. It was just, you know, good times. And, um, man, we were just all loving each other's uh, work. Um, and I was, you know, I, it's, it's, it's like I, I think about Disney. When I thought about Olivia, you know, I know she used to do a Disney show. And I used right. to think about some of the Disney shows I saw my, my daughter watch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like, um, okay, it's a different kind of acting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I kind of thought, okay, that's what Olivia's going to do. I was kind of interested to see but man when i saw her uh work i said oh okay no this yeah. is uh no she's she's the real deal yeah she really you know, is and, and, and you know all we told off broadway it's him too so they were just killing it and man uh it's love that oh yeah i love that i love that that you mentioned that because that was an initial thought of mine too i'm like oh okay she's coming from disney channel right and then you see the first episode and it is so dark it's, and dealing yeah. with all the gritty real stuff i'm like ooh. Yeah. but then yeah they nailed it yeah You're right. with her drug abuse yep. in that like first couple yep. episodes it's crazy oh absolutely absolutely so uh-huh. when's the music video come i mean so you're into music i we know aubrey and olivia sing gloria right. sings you guys got to have a music video yep. right i mean <laughs> If anything, it works great for the DVD extras, right? <laughs> I got to ask you too. I heard this great story because the Marvel family, if you will, the Marvel cinematic universe, like once you're in, yeah. you're in and yeah. it's like this huge family and, and this alliance. And if, tell me if this is true or not. I heard somebody say that they heard a story from you that when you first got the gig and you were all excited to be on cloak and dagger and everything, you ran into old Falcon himself, a- Anthony Mackie, right? <laughs> and and yeah. you were like, yeah, brother. And he like had no clue who where you were. Is that right? Yeah, man. You know, I saw I saw Anthony at in the airport in Atlanta. <laughs> you know, he was like, yeah, he was like two people in front of me. We were going through security, and uh, you know, so you know, he goes through, and you know, I didn't bother him at the first part, but you know, you go on the other side when your bag goes through the conveyor or whatever. Right. right. So he's waiting for his bag, and I, you know, and I come two people after him, so I'm waiting on my bag. So you know, I, I, I can't what exactly what I said to him, man, but I kind of. Um, I think I said, hey, what's up, fam? Or family or something like that. And, you know, um, put my sister to give him a pound. But I was, <laughs> the way I did it is as, as if I knew him, as if we were family. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude just, like, like looked at me. He hesitated. He, he didn't give me a pound. He hesitated. Then he just, uh, 
he kind of barely just, you know, kind of tapped the back of my fist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nodded and kept it moving, you know. That's fantastic. So I figured, well, man, you know, eventually you'll know who I am. That's right. Exactly. He knows who you are now. He knows who Otis is now. He's yeah. like, okay, oh, yeah, cloak and dagger, yeah, we got yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's from Brooklyn too, so you know I grew up in Brooklyn, so I, I had a lot of reason to feel like you know Anthony's family. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, there you go. There That's you go. amazing. That's awesome. But we want to talk about your work with the organization Front and Center, which works with juvenile court yeah. system, right? Yes, yes, yes. I was doing that in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with uh, kids in in the Cab County. You know, man, it was just a, a, a great program, and the court system would allow us to work with these kids. And my role in it was just, I would have a group of boys, and I would teach them acting skills. That's awesome. Um, we, would do Im- we would do improv, acting. Uh, you know, and these kids come from tough, freaking circumstances. Yeah. Man. You, know, um, you know, their home circumstances are tough, and, and their, their family circumstances are tough. Some of them parents are on drugs, and... You know, so it's like hard nuts to crack, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, so I felt like I owed it to give back to some to kids, you know, because coming out, you know, I, you know, although I was born in London, I grew up in Brooklyn. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, so I knew it was like, I knew, you know, and I think in, in much, many respects, you boys have it much worse than I did, mm-hmm. you know, because um, we grew up, there's just a lot of violence around. Right. You know, but um, yeah, my parents were... I guess like more lower middle class, so you know I still lived in a, a duplex. You know I didn't live in like this. Well, I did live in a place for a little while, but um, I'm just saying these kids had a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because my parents weren't on drugs, you know, and, right. and you know, and that kind of thing. So, um, but you know, I, to be honest, man, you know, it's like it was tough, man, because I felt a lot of times like I wasn't really making the kind of impact I would like to have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we had some pretty cool things happen. Like I would be able to get them to audition for, you know, um, real projects sometimes. Right. Oh, you know? cool. um, so yeah, yeah. So that was cool. You know, I, um, um, I have relationships with some of the cast directors in the Southeast, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, for example, like Lisa Mays and Cannon, um, you know, from the St. Cannons, you know, they were doing triple nine and I mm-hmm. got a bunch of my people, you know, my kids to be able to audition, That's you cool. know. I mean, you know, they're for gang members, but, you know, right. a lot of hey, gang yeah. members, so, <laughs> you, know, you know, it works, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's um, you know, uh, something that, uh, uh, again, I'm not really active right now, mm-hmm. but um, I need to do more of and I would do more of. Well, I still think that's phenomenal because you still gave these kids an opportunity to have a once in a lifetime experience for some of them. So I just think that's awesome. Absolutely. And and, and it's people like you that might be that make or break like exactly. that, that make them get on the right path as opposed to going right back to the wrong path when they get out. And, and you know, much respect for you for yeah, doing that. Seriously. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take a lot of credit, man. It's just, you know, I, it, you know, um, I feel like I know for me and my friends and us coming up, mm-hmm. it's like almost like you do you you feel like there's no way out. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so the way you pick the wrong way out. Mm-hmm. You know, so if sometimes if they can just see, okay, and you might not even be the acting because I say, okay, there's also, you know, you got right. you got all kinds of jobs in the business. Exactly. You can do writing, you can do sound, you can man, there's just everything. Exactly. You gotta like something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. And, yep. um, so, you know, it's you know, uh, you know, so if I if I could just Give a couple of guys, man, a, 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 a glimpse, show, shed some light on some other areas and other directions they can go. You know, I feel like, well, hey, man, I gave them a shot, you know? Yep, yep. absolutely. So uh, before we let yep. you go, I got to ask, because, you know, you film in New Orleans. 
So what, what, what do you what do you think of the city? How how is it shooting in New Orleans? Are are you a fan? Or I mean, coming from Brooklyn, it's got to be a little bit of a culture yeah. shock. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's it's mixed feelings, man. I got I got to tell you because on the one hand, um, you know, I I love that there's a lot of culture there, man, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, at the same time, they've been through some things. Yeah, they and have. for me, yeah, it seems like it's it's tangible. Yeah, you know, um. You know, I, I was in season one. I was staying in this. Uh, I was staying in uh, what do you call it? Uh, the French Quarter, French Quarter. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm in this condo. You know, and, it, and it's beautiful and luxury. You got a swimming pool on the roof and all these nice fancy things. You know, the door people and you come, you, you pull your car up and they take your car, park it while you take the elevator upstairs, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, however, when I look out the window, I see people living on the street homeless. Right, it's true. You, you know, yeah. and um, you know that was it was just such a weird. I don't know if dichotomy is the word. I don't even know what the dichotomy means, but it feels like I should say that there. But it's just a weird juxtaposition, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but, you know, um, and um, so I even saw, which I've never seen personally. Um, until I went to Louisiana, I saw women and children um, living on the street. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 well, well, let me qualify that. I saw white women and children living on the street. <laughs> I've never, ever saw that. I've, I've never seen a white homeless woman kind of like living on the street, to be honest with you, um, until I went to Louisiana. So it was, it was, um, it was shocking to me, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, hopefully at some point we can do something to help about it. But at the same time, you go out there and all that pain and suffering and all that stuff is, you know, a lot of it happens because of, of what happened in Katrina and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but um, at the same time, these people are partying. They're still happy. Yeah. They're still pushing forward. They're still fighting. So there's that spirit and that energy. And actually, that's why, like, for, for the cloak and dagger thing, I felt like that was like, they just, I don't know if it was luck or what, man, but... It's like a magical thing, but they picked the right place for that because yeah. you know the pain, the stuff these families are going through, but the, still the resilience and the and the fight in them is kind of representative of the city. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it, really I, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I never we, thought about it like that. No, honestly, no. I, I mean, I guess the city itself is almost as much a character in this show, you know, as, as the actors yeah. are. You're right. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fantastic! Yep. I, I love the description too. I mean, I, I, we always love to have guests come on and keep it real. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's about the most real description of New Orleans I've ever heard. Honestly, like seriously, that that that's about you nailed it. You know, I, and just yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah, so, I hope I don't offend any 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 of my NOLA people. I mean, I love the city. You know, I'm just that's just my perspective. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, yeah, in fact, yeah. I, I, just the opposite. I think the NOLA people would respect you even more for telling it like it is. Yeah. They they know how it is, yeah. you know, and like you said, yeah. they, they know the situation and still don't get themselves down and are still exactly. friendly and still out there feeling the spirit. So, yeah, yeah I think they'll probably love the way you said it. Yeah, still supporting the Saints. <laughs> Absolutely, still supporting the Saints. That's right. Bad call. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but listen, this has been a phenomenal conversation, man. And what we like to do at the end of our guest segment is have our guests leave our listeners with a little piece of advice, what pitfalls try to avoid and what to do in the industry. Okay, well, I would say a couple of things. Um, remember to be a person. Mm, you know, I yes. think when people are trying to come up in the industry, and, and you know, you, you know, and, that, and it's, it's good to be hungry in some respect, but you got to relate to people as people. It's true. So, you know, if you, you know, I, like even me, I'm not a casting director, but I have people sending me private messages on 
in social media all the time, you know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, can you read this? Can you do that? Can right. you, you know, it's like, but there was no relations. I don't know. I didn't know you, man. Right, <laughs> you right, know? yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, if you're going to reach out, you know, first first establish a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, as a person, you know what I mean? You know, so you, you know, like the, like the comment, you know, uh, uh, you know, make comment on the comment eventually that you really feel something strongly about. Yeah. And, you know, take time to build a relationship and maybe at some point later you can say, well, hey, man, look, look at this. And at least I have some semblance of knowing who you are. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so I would say uh, uh, that is a a key thing, you know. So you're touching as opposed to trying to use people. And then, uh, secondly, if you're if you know if you're an actor, I would say you know for me, you know, you guys mentioned you brought up I used to play cops all the time. Mm -hmm. Now um, I audition for all kinds of roles now, and you know um, there's there's, there's gonna be no telling what I'm gonna do next because uh, I think people have to as actors kind of. When you're coming up, it's kind of like you, you try to deliver exactly what's on the page, what the right. script says. And, and, and essentially, you become a slave to the script. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me, and I, for what I think, you know, has made a difference in my uh, 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 my opportunities and what's been happening in my career, is that I'm, not, I'm no longer a slave to the script. I kind of just create a character. There you go. You know, and, um, you know... So it's like I'm almost pretty much collaborating with the writer because I'm not trying to duplicate what he what he wrote on the page. Right. You know, he's a writer, and I respect what he wrote on the page. But I'm not trying to duplicate that. So I'll I'll read it twice, and I'll go up and you know I got my little camera. I'll go up and I'll just you know just play out a little a little improv for myself. That's Based on what I read, then I'll read it two more times. You know, it might be later that day or you know depending on how much time I have. Uh, could uh, be the next day, and I'll uh, and I'll go and try something else. This is all before memorizing lines. Oh wow! And then I'll memorize lines and then do it. Not and not based on what they say or yell. I'll go into audition room, you know, and I'll hear. And I, I try not to listen. Actually, I try to put headphones on. <laughs> like, if I hear everybody, everybody will be screaming at the same point, you know, in the script. I'm like, oh yeah, they're not gonna get called back, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And they'll be screaming because maybe maybe the thing says, uh, you know, uh, they have like exclamation points after the statement or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of just following that thing, but you got these cast directors and the producers that seeing fifty people do the same exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. they're bored. They're bored to death. You know, um, so oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I made this a long answer. My bad. No, no, you're, no, good, you're good, man. Create, create compelling characters. You know, and you um, I think that'll 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 help you. Yeah, you got to stand out, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, you get 50 mm-hmm. people doing it the same way. You got to stand out. Exactly. And I, I think yeah. that's great advice. Yeah, show them how you're different from the crowd. Yeah, I, I, both. Yeah. I, I think the advice with social media and reaching out and establishing a relationship yeah. and the Honestly, acting. we can say ourselves, we've done that with social media. We've made so many relationships over social media, and that's the exact way we've done it. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it humanizes you. Makes, makes you a better person. I mean, I think it works in just life in general. But, exactly. You know, Absolutely. Same thing for you know yeah think of think of think of your acting and you know, the relationship with, with casting and all these people like like dating you know oh man yeah. dude you have been an absolute pleasure yeah, to seriously. talk to man that was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. open invite anytime you want to come back on and and, and talk or yeah. you got a project we definitely want to hear about the song with rihanna i mean seriously. without doubt and uh Wait. Listen, man, best wishes for just a massively successful season two. We're huge fans of the show. Yeah, I can't wait. And yeah, we're yeah, excited yeah. as hell for it. And just best of luck in the future with whatever you're doing, man. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank y'all for, 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 for talking to me. And yeah, man, let's, let's do it again. 
All right, dude. Take care now. All we'll right, be in too. touch soon, man. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right, man, that dude is real. Yeah. Like, he, talking that's... about, like, even the industry and New Orleans, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah well, uh, you know, though... It, I mean, early in the interview, just his life, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I grew up, I moved from London to Brooklyn and it wasn't easy. We exactly. were lower middle class. We didn't have a lot of money. Yep. Then he went bankrupt and he did all these. I mean, so his own struggles, I guess he just plays into that. And yeah. that's a man who understands how the life works and, and just, man, what a great conversation. Seriously. Seriously. Thank you again, Miles, for coming on the show.